We're glad you're here with us today on the Christian Ministries Church podcast. We pray God's word speaks to your heart today as Pastor Chapman Laxton shares the word with us. We're just going to go ahead and dive right in this evening. Uh, We're continuing on with our Faith 2 series, Luke chapter 19, verse 1. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, and a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Tonight I want to talk about having faith to get a better look. And as I was reading this story, it just became so clear to me that as the people of God, oftentimes, if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves in a position where we need to get in a better place than where, we're, than where we've been. See, seasons come and they go, and if we're not careful, we end up in these seasons of our life where it's like, I don't remember the last time that I've read my word. I don't remember the last time I had a real meaningful conversation with God other than, thank you, Lord, for this McDouble cheeseburger. Bless it to my body and transform it into something nutrient that won't kill me in Jesus' name. We, we get in these moments where it's like, I don't remember the last meaningful conversation that I had with the Lord in and, and, and these moments are, are times in life where we understand that we are lacking what is required. We're, we're missing out on something. And, and we've got to get our lives on track. And, and the only way that that can happen is if we get a better look. And, and I want us to see tonight that what we're trying to get a better look of is not some possession, is not some spiritual truth, for self-help, because self can't help self if self is the problem. If you're just trying to get self-help to help self, you're just going to find yourself back in the same place because, whoops. What we're trying to behold and what we're trying to come into a bed to get a better look of is, is who Christ is. The, the, a better look at the word, a better look at what he says, about, a better look at what he's taught us. Because when we get a better look at Christ, we see our example. We see our standard. And so tonight I thought the story of Zacchaeus was just a great, great example. See, when you, when you look at this story, the first thing that pops out to you is what we can recall about Zacchaeus is that um, he was, a, he was a wee little man. And, and a wee little man was he. I'm not going to sing it. But, but I'll, let, let's read here Luke 19, verses 2 and 3. says, A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector. 
and, and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the, the crowd. See, Zacchaeus was a short man. And I can't really relate to that. I've always been the person who every time there was a picture to be took, hey, Chapman, go to the, go to the back. Go, you can see over the top. And, and at the first glance, it's like I can't really relate to Zacchaeus, but, but when we read about who he was, he was a chief tax collector. He was an outsider. He wasn't welcome in the group. And while I can't relate to being short in stature in most circles that I'm in, I can relate to know what it feels like to be this big. I can relate to know what it feels like to feel like I'm on the outside looking in. I, I know what it's like to fight what our, what our culture calls short man syndrome. But in reality, what short man syndrome is, is, is really just insecurity. And all of us fight that. It's not just something that's exclusive to men. See, some people try to fight insecurity by making up for it in a, in a different area, through, through possession or through a certain thing or through how they dress or by the makeup that they wear, the certain brand of shoes. See, they try to overcompensate an insecurity that they feel because what they're trying to do is get on the end. Some fight insecurity by using the little bit of power that they have to hold everyone accountable for their past hurts. And they're going to take the little bit that they have and they're going to, they're going to milk that for all it's worth because that's what gives them security. And then some people fight insecurity by embracing it. See, when we read about Zacchaeus, he wasn't just a tax collector. He was the chief tax collector. He was the head guy. Okay, you think I'm rude? You think I'm hateful? I'm getting ready to show you rude and hateful. Oh, you think I'm this, you think I'm this kind of a girl? Well, I'll just, I'll be that girl. I'll be that guy. I'll, I'll, be, I'll fit the insecurity that you have because I'm not gonna let you use that to hold me back. And we try to get in because we're so afraid of being on the out. This story is something that I feel like we all can relate to. And, and it wasn't until one day that the Lord came around and changed Zacchaeus' life. See, whenever I first was putting this sermon together, I thought about taking the Zacchaeus' story and the woman with the issue of blood and, and comparing the two stories about how they both got a better look. But see, the thing about Zacchaeus is something that I can relate to. I, the woman with the issue of blood was bold and she, she pushed through and she, she fought through the crowd and if I can just get to the hem of his garment, then I can... See, I, I can relate to Zacchaeus. I don't want to push through. I, I, don't, I don't feel like being bold. I don't, I don't feel like facing rejection. I don't feel like... But if I can just get within the vicinity, maybe, maybe... You know, you've you got to think what had to be going through his, vo through his mind as he, was, as he heard about Jesus coming. Well, I know this Jesus guy is supposed to be some great. So maybe if I can just go climb, 
climb a tree. Maybe, maybe he'll walk by me. Maybe I'll get to see him. Maybe I'll get to hear him. Maybe, I'll, maybe we'll find out if this is real or not. You know, I don't know where you're at tonight. I don't know where you're at if you're listening on podcasts. I don't know what thought is going through your head. But what I want you to know is that Zacchaeus made a decision. While he was on the way home one day, and he found out that Jesus Christ was walking into town. Zacchaeus made a choice that changed his life forever because he decided to get a better look. He wasn't going to let who he was in the people's eyes, he wasn't going to let his position in the community keep him from at the very least, I'm just going to see if I can get a better look. I'm just going to see if I can just get on the same path of who Jesus is. And it changed his life. It opened the door for him to have communion with God. Revelation 3.20 says this. Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens it, I will come in, eat with that person, and they with me. See, tonight's message has to do with us regaining focus on the one who's knocking at the door of our life every single day. Hoping for an opportunity to come inside of your life, have a meal with you, and you with him. Notice, in Revelation, he's not saying someone that I can do a five-minute Devo with in the morning. Not someone who I can have a, thank you God for my McNuggets, and I'm really on McDonald's food tonight for some reason. Not, not, not. Well, let's have a little bit of time on Sunday, a little bit of time on Wednesday, and we'll call that good, and we'll... No, what, what Jesus is looking for and asking for is an opportunity to be able to come into your life and have relationship and interchange. You think about the people that you have over for a meal in your house, there are people that you are have. One of you doesn't sit on one side of the table, the other on the other side, and then you eat your food, and then they get up, you get up, and you both leave. No, you have communion. You have fellowship. Maybe let's not use such churchy words. You have a relationship with that person. See, John 15 talks about us being called friends of God. Do you see yourself as a friend of God? Do you see yourself as a friend of God? Or do maybe tonight do you see yourself kind of like Zacchaeus? Do you need to get a better look? See, I want you to know that tonight, that's what we're going to be discussing. And, and getting a better look sets in motion four things that automatically happen the moment you make the decision, I'm going to get another look at Jesus Christ. I'm going to take another look at the Word. I'm going to take another look at what's been taught. I'm going to take another look at what I know. And what it does is it sets some, these four things in motion like dominoes. And one falls and the other one falls, and the other one, it starts a chain of events in your life. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. A chain of events that starts to happen when you decide, I'm going to get a better look. The first thing that happens when you decide that you're going to get a better look is that your course has changed. Your course has changed. See, something happened in Zacchaeus' mind when he was walking home or walking to go tax somebody 
or walking to go take from somebody, something happened when he was on his path and he realized Jesus Christ is coming down that path. See, when you decide to take a better look, what you're saying is the path that I'm on is not the path that I want to be on anymore. And if you're deciding to get on a different path, your final destination is going to change. Your destination is going to change. Your course has changed when you decide to plan to get on the path that God is. See, God is not a God of confusion. God's not trying to lead you into confusion. So if you're being led into confusion and you hear that God is not a God of confusion, oh, hold on. I'm on the wrong path here. I need to, take, I need to get a better look. If you're in a place where you're dealing through, through depression and anxiety and, 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 and strife, and pro- God has not given you a spirit of fear. Not a spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and soundness of mind. Whenever you hear that and you hear that go by you and you're on this path, oh, I'm, I, there's a, I'm gonna, I need to get a better look. Matthew 7, 13 and 14 says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. See, if the road you were on was destined to lead you to destruction and death, how good is that path? No matter how much money you made, how many friends you had, how successful you were at the venture that you took on, did you you gain the whole world on that path and lose your soul? Did your family have to be... Did your relationship have to be... What are you having to sacrifice on the path that you're on that God has not asked you to lay down? Wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. Small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. It's not up for debate. It's not up for interpretation. When you decide to get a better look, your path has changed because you realize, I don't want to be on this path anymore. I'm deciding to take a different course. And that different course leads you to a different destination. Luke 19.4, I love this. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. See, he was smart enough to see here's the path that Jesus is going to be walking on. I want to be on that path. In the area of your life that you're struggling in, have you decided to get on the path that Jesus is going to be on? Or are you comfortable knowing that he's walking down this path and you're on a different one? It has to confront us. We have to get on the same path that Jesus is on. He didn't wait for God to get on his path. He didn't try to call, here, let me try to call God over to my path because it'll be more convenient. Because I'm a rich tax collector. I'm wealthy. Yeah, there are not a lot of people that like me. But boy, I got money in the bank. No, he decided, I'm going to make myself look like a fool And I'm going to climb this tree as a grown man. And I'm going to sit in this tree and I'm going to wait and just see if Jesus walks by. That's the first thing that happens. When you decide to get a better look, your course has changed. So that domino falls. 
your, your course, your path has changed. The second thing that happens is that it changes your vantage point. It changes your vantage point. You decide to, to, to get a better look, your path gets changed. Well, now you've got a different vantage point. When you decide to take another look, to get a better look at the things of God, at who Christ is, let me tell you what happens. You get a better look. When you seek, you find. When you ask, it's given. When, when you knock on the, the door is open, you are able to see clear, hear clear, because your eyes are no longer useless to you because your mind isn't blind to what's going on around you. See, the eyes are useless if the mind is blind. And when you decide to see for yourself, to take a better look at who Christ is and what he's trying to do, you get a better vantage point. You begin to see God for who he is. Revelation 19, verse 11. I'm reading out the King James Version because I just feel like this is one that needs to be read in the King James. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he, he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but himself. And he was clothed with vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. He hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. When you decide to get a better look and take another look at who God is, you no longer see him as somebody that you can't live without. You see him as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The leader to be followed, to be respected and honored with your life. Not just some guy we go and sing about on Sunday and Wednesday. Not just somebody who's deserving of a five-second prayer before I eat my dinner, before I decide to read this patch of Scripture so I can check it off. No, it's the King of kings. It's the Lord of lords. And your whole outlook on who you know He is, what you know your life to be, changes. Even the parts of your life, the sin and the shame begin to change because you're looking at who Christ is. You get to the place like the woman at the well. John chapter 4, verse 28 says, Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to town and said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I did. Could this be the Messiah? See, what she was saying was, He's even revealed to me my secret sin. But because I know who He is and I know that He's coming and love to lead me, I don't have to be ashamed. He's, he's my leader. He loves me. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It changes our outlook. We have a different vantage point of who Christ is. And it's like what happens to Saul's eyes when he comes, Paul, and the scales fall off. 
when you decide to get a better look, you don't see yourself that way. See, something had already begun to happen inside of Zacchaeus before the Lord even got there and said, come down, Zacchaeus, because what he had decided to do was get a better look, and he saw and he heard Jesus Christ. He saw him and he heard him. He decided to change the path that he was on. His course was changed and his vantage point changed. And that leads us to the third thing. Here's what happens. After those, those two things, you get noticed. You get noticed. And it's important by who you get noticed by. There were a lot of people that walked by Zacchaeus and saw him in that tree. But Luke 19.5 says this, When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Jesus saw him and knew him. Not, we little man, climb down from that tree. He didn't say to one of the disciples, hey, get that kid out of that tree. They're like, oh, hey, Jesus, that's a grown man. He's just real short. He wasn't like, hey, buddy. Hey, hey, guy, get down to that tree, you rascal. What are you doing up there? No. The Son of God turned his head and recognized Zacchaeus and said, I must stay at your house. I must stay at your house. I must stay at your house because repentance turns the head of God. Repentance turns the head of God. A humble heart is what turns the head of God and gets us noticed. Zacchaeus didn't have to do something outlandish. Even though he was up in a tree, he was low of heart. Because he had decided, I'm going to see who Christ is. I'm going to get a better look at who he is. See, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 14 and 15 say, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. You're trying to get noticed by God without having a humble heart. Without being repentive of your sin. You're trying to get noticed and you think that by coming in here and singing louder or singing more precise or reading your Bible every day or... All God's looking for is a humble heart. All God's looking for is obedience. All God's looking for is for you to be repentive. And God will turn his head and recognize you. I must, I must, I must. Jesus said, well, I guess I'm going to eat at your house. I didn't know where else I was going to go eat at, but I guess I'm going to your place. No, he said, I must go to your house. When you are repentive... And you are humble of heart. You activate the word of God, which is a promise. 
that says that he is just to forgive. And he is close to the low in heart. What that means is that the close to the humble. You are activating the word of God. If you feel far away from God, I don't know. Read this scripture. Acts 3.19 says, So repent. And I'm reading it out of the Amplified because I want to get a clear picture of what these things mean without me having to find everything for you. So repent or change your inner self, your old way of thinking, and your regret for past sins and return to God. Seek His purpose for your life so that your sins may be wiped away or blotted out and completely erased so that the times of refreshing so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord restoring you like a cool wind on a hot day boy that's not a timely word i don't know what is see we're wanting the peace of god we're wanting that refreshing presence that can only come from having a repentive heart, from having a humble heart, from seeking to get on God's path. Zacchaeus didn't send a message to Jesus and say, hey, come here and come eat at my house. Zacchaeus didn't get God's attention just because he was in a tree. The reason why he got God's attention was because God could see his heart. Jesus could see his heart. And his repentive heart turned the head of Jesus and it required you, I'm going to have communion with you. We get noticed. And that domino, that last domino that gets knocked over, is this. From getting noticed, you're forever changed. You're forever changed. Well, we've, all, we've all experienced this moment where we're noticed by God and that marks us. Where we've been noticed by God and it marks us where we've had an encounter with the Lord and it marks us, where, where the Holy Spirit's come inside of us and it's done a work in us and it, marks, and it changes us forever. It changes us forever. All because it started with you deciding for yourself, you're going to get a better look. I'm going to take another, another try at this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see for myself. I've heard, I've heard he's coming, but I'm going to perceive and I'm going to get a better look. Luke 19.6 this is Zacchaeus. So he came down and at once welcomed him gladly. See, Zacchaeus climbed that tree, not very happy. But whenever he came down it, he was a changed man. He was already a changed person. Came down with gladness. See, John 8 Verse 31, 32 says, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. See, Zacchaeus was set free. He was set free. He was set free. And, and the reason why he was set free is what goes on to say later on in John chapter 8, in verse 35. Let's look at this. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a, song, a son belongs to it forever. So if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Here's how we know that he was free. Luke 19, verse 8. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. 
And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. What he was saying was who I used to be. What I used to be insecure in. I don't care about any of that now. My title, my wealth, the the thing that I held over people, the thing that I used to use to make people miserable, I'll give that all away. I'll give that all up. I just just want to follow after you. You've changed me forever. I want to be like you. I want to be how you've told me to be. And it says in verse 9, it says that Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. What's really important from that is Zacchaeus' lineage went back to Abraham. He was a son of Abraham. But what made him a son of God was repentance and acceptance of who he was. See, he saw who Christ was. He saw who Christ was and he decided, I'm going to lay down that old man. See, I used to be the guy that would rob you. I used to be the guy that would steal from you. I used to be the guy that was insecure and I'm going to use my position to create hell for you because this is going to help me feel better about, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm a new creature. I'm a new person. God, I'll give everything, I'll give half of what I owe to the poor and if anybody, if I've robbed anybody, I'll pay them back four times the amount that I stole from them. Completely changed. That, that's called Repentance. An action towards the other direction. That's, that's called getting on the right path. That's true repentance. That's what gets us in that place of where we have that peace of God that comes on us. Because we've got a humble heart, a repentant heart. So in closing, let, let me say this. Matthew 5, 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. You know what's really cool about the name Zacchaeus? Is that his name actually means pure. He wasn't living like it. He wasn't living like he was pure. And and not just in his actions, but who he thought about himself. Zacchaeus didn't believe he was pure. But blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. See, whenever he decided... I'm going to make a fool out of myself. I don't care who sees me do it. I'm going to get in this tree because I've got, I've got to see for myself who this Jesus is. I've got to get a better look at who this Christ guy is. I've got to get a better look for myself. I don't want to hear about it. It's not enough for me to hear about it. I, I've got to climb that tree. I've got to do, and, and then once I climb that tree and I get noticed, Lord, Lord, I want you to see, look, I'll give everything I have. What used to hold me and bind me down is no longer. Lord, I give half of what I have to the poor. And if I have wronged anybody, Lord, I want to make it right. Pure in heart. And he got to have a relationship with the Lord. See, this is what God's grace truly does. See, grace changes behavior when it's implemented correctly. People want the grace of God and they don't want to change. That's that's not what makes us be friends of God. We can't be illegitimate sons or illegitimate daughters. We've got to accept God's grace and the gift that it is. And then we've we've got to start walking it out. 
So tonight, maybe for the first time ever, and for the first time in a long time, I hope this helps you get some faith to get a better look. Because God is at the door, He is knocking, and He is ready to come in. Have communion with you, relationship with you, and change your life forever. Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church, as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. There's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church, where it's more than a church, it's family.